Okay. Uh, yes, yes. I'll explain you. He's going to be all right. Uh, we got an in-studio guest here. You might have known uh, that we have a new congressperson here. Claudia Tenney's with us today. And I believe our friends at News Junkie have told you that already. And uh, we have a, a different show today. Of course, I'll explain to Claudia exactly what this show has been all about. And, of course, the Hotline Show. Give her an update as well about Jeff Graham. And uh, we'll just have another Live at Five show. Thanks, Joe. So there you have it. Well, without further delay, uh, and I know you just literally came from your brand new office. First of all, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney, thank you again for being with us today. Thank you, and Happy New Year to you happy and new all year. your listeners. And all the listeners. And I, I promised to News Junkie to get a new photo of you because the last time you were pointing at it, which I thought was a fine photo, and I'm, I'm always, I'm always uh, forgetful to get photos and so forth. But nonetheless, you're here because you just opened up your brand new office at the state office building. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Are you excited about that? Yeah, <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, no, no, we're very excited about it. it. Look, we have 12 counties. It's a huge district. Uh, it's four and a half, five hours from one end to the other. Uh, everybody wanted us to put an office in their county, but we were managed to get uh, include Jefferson County in the four and, and our final uh, ability to get them. And look, it's things are modern, too. Yeah. Uh, we just wanted a presence here because the county is really important to me. Mm-hmm. Our presence up here is really important. Uh and, and we want to make sure that people understand that we're open for business if you want to come in. But you can also do a lot over the Internet mm-hmm. if you don't feel comfortable. We also go to you. So we'll, uh, you know, we do a lot of mobile office hours. So we will move on to different satellite regions, parts of Jefferson County. If it's too far for you to get into Watertown, we'll go out into the more into the outskirts, probably go up to Clayton and all around uh, sure. to make sure people get an opportunity. If they have issues with the IRS or any federal agency, passports, right. immigration issues, we do it all, all those federal things that we want to help with. And and uh, and my staff is uh, some new members, some people come returning and really aggressive and on top of things. And we want, we have, uh, we really want to, we don't want you to call the bureaucrat that checks a box. Right. We want to make sure we solve your problem mm-hmm. and we're going to stay with it and work on it. And uh, you can do it, you know, at the convenience of your home or the Internet, or you can come in and meet us in person. Mm-hmm. We want to try to get to as many events and be everywhere we can, even though there's 12 counties. Sure. Uh, we do uh, We do try to get everywhere. Is that a, It's got to be a disadvantage geographically to have 12 counties. You look at, you know, Congress people in cities like Houston, New York, for instance, they don't have to travel too far. Uh, but yet you're dealing with the same amount of constituents. Is that a disadvantage because of the, what, with the distance you have to travel? Not at all, because really? I, I love this district. I mm-hmm. love the people in it. It's a beautiful part of the state of New York, beautiful part of the world. Mm-hmm. And the people are fantastic. And I'm honored to be able to represent it. And, uh, I mean, I don't see it as a barrier at all. It's a little extra driving, but... When I'm driving, I'm talking on the phone with constituents, so right, that's right. what happens. Well, I mean, there's a, there's so many, here's the thing. I, I'm, when you come up, there's so many things to talk about, but <laughs> typically I, I kind of lean towards the stuff that we see nationally and internationally. Mm-hmm. Look, I would love to talk to you about the World Economic uh, Conference going on right now. Al Gore <laughs> is off the, ch- off the rails. But again, that's not local. What, well, I did speak with someone recently whose gun store you know, had, had opened up like maybe a year and a half ago, already closed down because of Hochul's uh, gun, gun laws and whatnot. What, what can you say about, you know, the governor now that we're stuck with for another four years? Yeah, at this least. is huge disappointment that she was able to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I will say this. Republicans have an uphill battle mm-hmm. uh, until we fix our election laws or accept the fact that we have to fight harder than the Democrats uh, to put good people in office. And that a lot of Democrats vote Republican. Uh, a lot of independents vote Republican. I mean, it's not it's not just Republicans. Mm-hmm. It's about people who care about freedom and self-governance and about what New York State offers us. And the fact that Governor Hochul is not living up to what she said she would do. Mm-hmm. She has been a, a, a hostage of the far left. Mm-hmm. 
And by the way, I worked in the state legislature. Yeah. If you go down to the state assembly right now, the biggest caucus there is the Democratic Socialists of America. That's incredible. And they talk about socialism and communism and celebrate Karl Marx, some mm-hmm. members. And so that's a problem. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. people should understand this isn't about Democrats and Republicans. We need to get out there and make sure people vote. And they understand that if you don't vote, mm-hmm. uh, you're not going to have your voice heard. And uh, there's a lot of good things. And one of the exciting things that happened this year that the media is trying to make a mockery of. But one of the great things that happened is that our floor debate over mm-hmm. who is going to be the Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. the third in line mm-hmm. uh, to the President of the United States, you know, the most powerful position in the world, mm-hmm. We got to see an inside view of what happens in our government, which means we got to take ownership of it. Mm-hmm. And we got a rules package that is now going to empower every member of Congress, Democrat and Republican alike. To, we took away the authoritarian abuse of power by Nancy Pelosi. And now we have open rule system. Mm-hmm. We have people who can put you can put amendments on the floor. It isn't all going to go through just the committee chair who Mm -hmm. where Nancy Pelosi ruled with an iron fist over the committee chairs that were Democrats. Now everyone's empowered and that's going to be historic and it's going to be great for Mm self-governance, great for Democrats, great for Republicans, and really just a tremendous opportunity to really put the House of Representatives, which is the people's house, back Mm -hmm. in the hands of the people. And Mm -hmm. I think it's really exciting that people got to watch. Mm -hmm. It was a little, you know, people are saying, oh, this is messy. It's unruly. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. Our people in this historic part of our country mm-hmm. fought for those rights, mm-hmm. and we now have them restored because we, we retired Nancy Pelosi forever. Mm-hmm. She's not coming back to Congress, right. or at least not as the Speaker. She's done whenever she leaves and goes and becomes an ambassador. So this is good times for mm-hmm. us because we're going to have good Democrats, uh, you know, a lot of them taking her place. We're going to have a New York congressman who hopefully is uh, going to be uh, you know a good minority leader to to lead New York in mm-hmm. a new direction. And uh, I, we talked briefly about George Santos. Is, is he just, at this point, he just seems to be a target of the left. He's the new Marjorie Green, it seems. Uh, the guy is off his well, rocker. Now look, Now I'm reading he was he was doing some crazy stuff in Brazil 10 years ago, but we won't knows? get into you it. You know, it's hard to know. It's become sort of a distraction because, look, the world is caving in on us. Uh, new York, the, the country, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a war in Europe. We've got China moving in. We've right. got all kinds of problems, out-of-control inflation, right. a sovereign right. border of the United States is under at, at, under siege, mm-hmm. controlled by the cartels for human trafficking, drug trafficking. Mm-hmm. So we're at a point now where, yeah, is George Santos goes from the bizarre to the ridiculous? Yes. We're, like Every day there's a new story. It's disappointing to hear it. Mm-hmm. But one thing great about this country is that we have due process. Mm-hmm. And George Santos has not been charged with any kind of crime. He has not been indicted. And he is entitled to his due. Mm-hmm. If that should happen, then that changes things. But sure. let's... You know, look, uh, obviously he has a serial lying problem. Yeah, he does. Uh, but he's got, again, due process. We are innocent until proven guilty in this country. So you think he still and has a chance? every one of us. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever run again. Right. Uh, I don't think there's an opportunity He's won and done for two years. The whole right. idea is once you get in there, you got to start looking at two right. years from now. I, I mean, look, maybe he could be a good representative for as long as he's in there. I think he's got a lot of other uh, issues coming up on the horizon. We need to focus on right. what we need to do right now in the House, and mm-hmm. that is hold this administration accountable, mm-hmm. deal with the inflation problem, mm-hmm. deal with our southern border, empower and bring prosperity to upstate New York again. That's my focus. Sure. And so... I want to look at that, what happened in our first week in Congress as a positive thing that people now go, oh, that was interesting. I mean, I had more people text me, mm-hmm. email me, yeah. contact me and said, hey, I'm watching what's going on in the House floor. Right. I don't usually watch C-SPAN, right. but right. I didn't have to watch C-SPAN because everybody was covering right. it. So right. it was right. kind of exciting. Yeah. And I think it's great when people are involved. If people are participating, um, that means they're going to be involved in government. They're going to get informed. And that's one of the reasons I 
explain every vote that I take in the House mm-hmm. in detail on the floor. I'm the only member that does that. I hope that other members file suit and do that. Mm-hmm. I summarize the week uh, with a, in a newsletter, which everyone can subscribe to at tenny.house.gov. That's T-E-N-N-E-Y. Mm-hmm. House.gov. Great. You know, go and learn about our government. Vote. Mm-hmm. I won by 109 votes in 2020. I won by nearly 90,000 this time. So that that's was a, a, that's huge a good, gap. That's a huge, a huge right, gap. Right, right, right. But mm-hmm. because of that narrow margin in 2020, mm-hmm. I started the Election Integrity Caucus and wanted to people know every vote does count. Mm-hmm. Just because I won by almost 90,000 votes doesn't mean every one of those votes didn't count. Mm-hmm. So it would be my dream to make sure in a self, true self-governance mm-hmm. that every legal citizen would vote in elections. Mm-hmm. Why? Do, I mean, that would be a great that thing. That would be a great thing. So would, that means yeah. we're true self-governing. So mm-hmm. let's get people interested, involved, and I'm hoping that that little slice of uh, what happened in the House of Representatives was exciting enough to get people interested, especially younger people who mm-hmm. may not, you know, may not, may be too busy, don't think they need to vote. Right. We need everyone to vote. Uh, two things. First of all, did McCarthy yeah. give up too much? Because it looks like if he screws up, they, they can easily vote him out. Is it that easy or is that just... It's really not that easy. I mean, look at uh, the motion to vacate the chair was the big controversy that you heard about where currently uh, they, got, they agreed to do, have five members of the House could go down make a motion to vacate the chair, mm-hmm. which would require a, a vote to determine whether the speaker should, and the, and the chair meaning the speaker, whether the speaker should remain, mm-hmm. which means you'd have to go through the same votes all over again. Mm-hmm. Now, before Nancy Pelosi took over and destroyed the rules of the House that were in place for 150 years, mm-hmm. when she abused power, consolidated in herself, um, we had the rule was only one person to mo- with a motion to vacate the chair. We just went back to that. Mm. We, went, we actually empowered members. We actually made it easier for Democrats to put amendments on the floor and Republicans. It's not, it's, there were all good things. And on that, that would so, never happen under Pelosi. Oh, not, not at not all. Not even I mean, close. She, not only did she, as I said, I can't emphasize enough, not mm-hmm. only did she rule with an iron fist, she abused power. Mm-hmm. I mean, disrespectful to the House, disrespectful to the rules. R- rip, ripping the, decorum, the, the speech. The decorum, the ripping up the State of the Union speech. Incredible. Uh, the way she locked us down during COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times during COVID, even after even after uh, things, you know, the Senate side, we're in the same building. Mm-hmm. In our side of the building, you had to wear a mask. And in the Senate side of the building, you didn't have to wear a mask. Amazing. And it's the same building in the same city, you know. And right. It's it just she did it because she could. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats didn't dare go after her. They didn't dare challenge her because she ruled with an iron fist. I don't want to go. I don't want a leader like that. So Kevin McCarthy gave up a lot mm-hmm. because he wants to empower members. Mm-hmm. Having strong members is going to be a strong delegation. On both sides of the political coin, which is right. very, very commendable. By the way, here's your picture from Oswego. I'm assuming Already? it was. A, well, I got that earlier <laughs> today. Well, I'm assuming it's the same thing. Um, so the double standard, which I typically say I don't want to talk about double standard because yeah. that a lot of people in Congress and you know to go to Fox News. Can you believe they're saying this? Imagine if this was Trump. We know all that. We know all that stuff. It's obvious that they're all complicit on that side. But this latest three times now, the president has had documents found here, there, everywhere in his garage, above this place, above a restaurant and whatnot. They learned it back in November. They didn't raid him like they did in Mar-a-Lago in early uh, August of this past year. What I mean, again, I just got through saying no double standard, but it's painfully obvious. Can't young people understand? And they are the voters that actually tipped the scale here. We were supposed to have a huge red wave in the midterms, but we didn't. And are, are people understanding what's going on as far as you know the media and and uh, and Washington right now, well, particularly yeah, the, the Democrats? Well, the collusion of media and big tech. Yeah.
uh, and censoring, whether it's Hunter Biden's laptop. Right. We know the FBI was actively engaged with Twitter mm-hmm. uh, to, to censor conservatives and can censor anyone who didn't agree with the vaccine mm-hmm. or didn't agree with uh, any of the, the rules that CDC was trying to uh, impose on us. There are a lot of these, a uh, lot of terrible things happen because mm-hmm. of the, the collusion with these groups. And there is a double standard. Certainly, uh, they should have got. Why didn't they go in and raid Joe Biden's house? I mean, why haven't they raided Barack Obama's classified and, and secret documents that are in a warehouse in Chicago that he has that. access right. to? I right. mean, there's this is uh, why aren't we going through Joe Biden's records as vice president that are under seal, mm-hmm. under seal, which is unconstitutional at the at the University of Delaware? Guess what? They probably would reveal his relationship to Burisma, to sure. the Chinese government, our biggest adversary and enemy in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these are, these are problems that we've got to look at. But here's the issue. Mm-hmm. The media is, and, the, and I, I talk about the mainstream media, is so dominant. And people have now are are finding their media in other sources, whether it's like radio, we're going kind of going back to like radio's never, is always going to be there. Sure. It's continue. Everyone said, oh, radio's going to get displaced by TV. Well, that never happened. No, never. And so, Especially with Rush Limbaugh, who changed the you know, right, radio. Certainly, yeah. And, uh, and you know, I, I think what you're going to see, though, is uh, people more and more uh, look at the people who exposed the Twitter files. Mm-hmm. They were Incredible. really yeah. liberal Democrats right, right. who were uh, assigned by Elon Musk, whether it's Matt Taibbi, uh, Michael Schellenberger, mm-hmm. uh uh, Glenn Greenwald, all the, these yes. people, uh, uh, Barry, Barry Weiss, all putting out these uh, Twitter files. Mm-hmm. These were people that were either worked for the New York Times, were mm-hmm. considered, you know, liberal Democrats. Maybe Taibbi, for sure, his dad. I remember his dad on yeah. yeah, Channel 3. Yeah. Channel and these Four, people are out yeah. saying, you know what, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. They're recognizing what the media is trying to do in censoring and, and being against free speech, which is the most important thing we have as American citizens. Mm-hmm. When you give up free speech and freedom of religion and the First Amendment, mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what we've got to have people understand. But here's something the Democrats do that the Republicans don't do, which I cautioned about. I never said we were going to have a red wave. Remember, we've talked. And yeah, we you did. said how long, how many? I said, we. I, I don't think it's going to be as big as everyone thinks. You because did. Mm-hmm. one thing they, they do very well is they go. The Democrats collect ballots mm-hmm. from people who are disinterested in government mm-hmm. and say, you know, give me your ballot. I'll tell you who to vote for, who's going to be good for you. And these people don't care. They're busy doing their life. Sure. They don't understand well, the importance of government. they give them a gas card or something? Or, or some, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they just like, you know, say, you know, we've got a better. And they're like, fine, take it. They go into groups. They collect ballots. Right. They don't really earn every vote. We as Republicans go in and we try to win and earn every vote. Mm-hmm. We try to go in and say, this is the policy position. Democrats usually win on process, not policy, mm-hmm. which is why you have a Joe Biden as president, right. a Fetterman as a senator. Right. No one can believe a guy that had to use closed captioning who had a massive stroke. Tragic situation, right. unfortunately, right. but obviously not healthy enough to really be a U.S. A high-functioning U.S. senator. Not even close. In the most important legislative body in the world, mm-hmm. not just the United States, the U.S. Mm-hmm. Congress. Exactly. This is, this is what is happening, mm-hmm. and people need to start understanding that you can't just be collecting ballots. You have to have citizens that are actively engaged, right. that understand its self-governance or its authoritarian mm-hmm. communism. Mm-hmm. And I lived in a communist country. You and did? I'll tell you, mm-hmm. the choice is much better it, to be in self-governing. M- much better. We spoke with, I forget her name, and I think her name, last name was Levinson, whatever. She ran, she worked for, for Elise. Okay. And, and she ran in New Hampshire. Uh, Levitt. Yeah, Le- Levitt. Le- Levitt, excuse yeah. me. She ran, young girl, 25 years old, yeah. whichever. It's very smart. She's got a bright future and whatnot. But her biggest gripe was the University of New Hampshire students 
could register that day to vote because I guess they can vote in, in the state of New Hampshire. And we know where that's going to go. So she lost by a, a margin, obviously, if that law hadn't been insti- you know, available, at least in the state of New Hampshire, uh, live free or die, uh, she <laughs> might be the youngest congresswoman of all time. So th- a good concern, but you know, who's to say? There's, Here's the there's issue. Like, this is the problem. We want everyone to vote, but we also want, don't want to undermine a local government or a local community's voice. So to bring in a bunch of students to really to dilute the vote in a community, right. if you're going to do that, you've got to make the commitment to the community. Right. You've got to live all. there. If you wanna, and that's fine if students want to vote, but you have to make a commitment to that community. Mm-hmm. You're not paying taxes there. You're right. a student. Exactly. You're living in student housing, and you get to be vote in a community. Mm-hmm. The Democrats are all about vote. And like, hey, let's bring people in from New York City to come up and vote in a district that's a swing district in upstate New York because we need the votes there. Yeah. That completely undermines the, the entire local community that's part of it. Now, if you're a student, you register to vote, say, at St. Lawrence University and you want to vote St. Lawrence, right. then you should get involved in St. Lawrence community. Right, right. Uh, and not just be, you know, a student that they need to, to collect your ballot. Again, as I refer to collecting ballots mm-hmm. versus earning votes. Mm-hmm. We try to earn votes. We need to collect ballots, just like the Democrats. We need to get a little bit Machiavelli in here. We need to be a little bit uh, utilitarian. Look, mm-hmm. until the laws are changed where we respect one per, one citizen, one vote, mm-hmm. you're going to have this issue. So we need to make sure we're cl- we're getting ballots. We're getting people to vote early. You know, mm-hmm. Republicans are like, I'm against early voting. Well, fine. As long as you have mm-hmm. uh, the safeguards in place to ensure that it's each person gets one vote and one vote only. Right. It doesn't matter if you vote early or you vote uh, or you vote by proxy, as long as we can verify that mm-hmm. and that it's and that we know it's this one person and that one person voted. And mm-hmm. as long as it can't be taken advantage of, I don't care how they vote, as long as we can do that. What I and that's what their election laws are for. Well, yeah, but and, and of course Hillary's still saying that she was robbed of 2016. But look at the dynamic difference mm-hmm. from what in 16 to 20, COVID comes along. Now we're talking about ballots. Right off the bat, that there's so much susceptibility. I'm not talking about 2,000 nomads, whatever he was, uh, uh, what's his face came up with. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> getting the title wrong. Uh, yeah, D'Souza. Yeah. And again, he was, some people just shot him down. But nonetheless, we know there's a lot of room for, for, for potential you know, fraud there. And that's exactly what happened. we got to stop that. We mm-hmm. can't have mail-in balloting well, look, anymore. New York, you can have mail-in balloting as long as Not to as the level are, which we had, though. As long as there's safeguards. So what happened in 2020 is Governor Cuomo created an online database that bypassed all the safeguards that are in the state uh, constitution under Article 2, which Mm. is about so-called suffrage, which is voting. In there, it requires signature matches. It requires verification that the person is who they say they are. When Mm. Governor Cuomo created this online database, Mm. there were no safeguards. They they did away with them, which undermines the integrity of the election, which which means you can vote harvest. You can have one... Multiple people voting, you know, who mm-hmm. don't even live here. You can go out and get ballots from people who moved a long time ago mm-hmm. and never canceled their. They may have voted in, uh, you know, other states. Mm-hmm. They never canceled their registration in New York. Mm-hmm. They were never purged from the list, right. and so they get to be counted in New York. And ma- that's the issue: is making maintaining lists, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that people are. You know, if you vote in New York, right. you're not voting also in other parts of the country. Right. You vote once. Right. You, know, you cho- if you're a student, you choose. Sure. You can vote in Vermont. Right. Uh, like in Caroline Levitt's case, you know, mm-hmm. with her school, you can vote in Vermont, mm-hmm. but you can't vote in Vermont in your hometown of New Jersey somewhere. I, I, I and just, that's the whole issue. Is yes. There are ways we can do it. You know, interesting, a lot of people have come to me since I've chaired up this election integrity mm-hmm. about ways of using biometrics mm-hmm. to determine uh, if someone is voted. And, and once you, you know, if you have a biometrics, does it, you know, you, if I vote, say, in New York and I go down and try to early vote, yeah. uh, you know, in another place, and the, uh, the biometrics will say, you already voted here. 
What's that, I mean, face recognition type of technology? Like, you know, or? you walk into global entry, for right. example. Right, right, right. And right. I can walk into global entry. The, it does my biometrics on my eyes. Right. And they Claudia know it's me. Claudia was here. Right. That's, they know it's me. Wow. It's, and, How and, far uh, are we away from that? It's too expensive, probably, for most local governments. But sure. it's, you know, but I'm just saying there's got to be a If we can verify mm-hmm. and know that only one person gets one vote in each election, mm-hmm. And we do that, and we ensure that it isn't undermined. The Democrats don't want those rules mm-hmm. because they're intending on violating mm-hmm. them in a lot of ways. You know, they'll always say, well, the Republicans cheated in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. But you can say the Democrats cheated, and you can name, like, you know, every state in the country, and then they all go, well, you cheated in North Carolina. Right, exactly. Now, I don't want either party to cheat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in order to, you know, that's why it's just so important that we maintain that that sacred right to vote mm-hmm. and one one citizen one vote and i say that because mm-hmm. around the country they're trying to you know bring in people who are non-citizens to vote right. which undermines and dilutes our vote even more mm-hmm. no doubt uh ron DeSantis, he, he came up with something yesterday he will ref- he, he's going to look into his own state legislature if they can actually come up with means to determine whether or not uh, ch- chinese uh, uh entities are buying property in his state what say you about that he I says thought- it's very easy for them to do that with a third party so he's going to have to investigate that and make sure it doesn't happen in the state, particularly around military bases. Yeah, like I right think it's Fort a Trump. really good idea because we have evidence and facts. We know that the Chinese government is buying through mm-hmm. third and fourth party sources mm-hmm. land near our, our bases for surveillance. Look, everyone that logs on to TikTok is already under tra- Once you become, a, 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 you know, into TikTok where you put in a password right. and create it, you are already You're under in the surveillance. Database. You're already in there. You, you know, China is already looking at you. If you look at my phone, mm-hmm. I actually have a little like... Nice dog. You like that? Oh, that's my dog. Isn't he cute? Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a little... Uh, wow, look at that. It's so a little black... cover up yeah, the camera something now. in an old yeah, hotel room where you look through the peak hole, you can yeah. you cover it so up. So you can, uh, you know, if I if I want to do a selfie, I just take that off. Right. But, I mean, it's just one way, you know, of, of minimizing so that they have all of my, my sure. uh, you know, facial look and then mm-hmm. they have all my da- data in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, there's no doubt there's probably all kinds of people in our phones. These things are amazing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doc... Uh, evidence gathering devices. I know you, uh, you we, we talked about this before, the missile defense system. We've been talking about it ad for like 10 years up here. I don't know when it's happening. We spoke with the least about it years ago. Hasn't happened. But who's to, I mean, it's going to happen one of these days. Who's to say the third party isn't looking at land right now outside Fort Drum that would be purchased by the Chinese? Do we know that? I mean, that would, if I'm a Chinese we person, I know looking, they got I a mean, missile defense system on the East Coast of the United States that's going to be installed in the next four years, hopefully, then I would probably be planning now, no? Yes, and I think we're often asleep, asleep at the switch in, in the United States. We tend to, like a lot of the universities accepted all kinds of money from the Chinese government for these Confucius Institutes, right. you know, all under the... You know, goodwill. That, fang, oh, we're going to bring. We're going to bring Chinese. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Eric Swalwell's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. We're going to bring in. Uh, you know, good. Um, you know, we're going to bring in uh, international students. You know, high achieving Chinese students. Which is great. But which is great, except that we found out that they were being leveraged with this money, and these mm-hmm. people. Everyone is under an obligation in China to do work for the Chinese Communist Party. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and even if you don't want to, they're going to somehow find you and track you down, and they're going to make sure that you are at least accountable Abide, to them. And, yeah, we, sure. and, that, and they don't, even if they don't want to be. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like they choose to be. Mm-hmm. And you can talk to all kinds of Chinese nationals. There was a great woman who ran in Vermont, Lily Tang Williams, hmm. who was a Chinese immigrant who ran for Congress. She didn't win the primary, but, you know, interesting story of, of uh, and she'll tell you exactly how things operate in China and how we don't want to be like China. Sure, not at all. And not uh, so, you know, we can learn a lot from a lot of these people who have come in. So, 
Yeah, there's, we have to be more careful about what we do. And so we've learned some of these colleges have backed away from these Confucius Institutes. They decided not to be leveraged by mm-hmm. the Chinese Communist Party. We have the Chinese Belt and Road Initiative, where they're going around the country and leveraging their economic strength mm-hmm. to poorer countries who now are beholden to them because they've built infrastructure, whether they built ports, right. uh, you know, infrastructure, shipping, right. uh, cell phone towers, uh, other types of, uh, of infrastructure that these governments, poor governments, say in Africa or mm-hmm. Asia or even in South America need. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they move in and leverage that. And the United States has to be well aware of that. And that's why this is- issue with Ron DeSantis, to bring it back to that, is so important sure. because he's recognizing unwittingly we may be being leveraged by the Chinese Communist Party as well. We already are. And we know that. I mean, yeah. there's, there's reports of it out west, out in Montana, whichever. It's it's just it, to the point. You know what? Uh, we're with Congresswoman Claudia Tenney, by the way. If you uh, 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 Let me just explain. We've had this on again. Actually, we've had this long extended discussion about a local go- golf course. Have you heard anything about that by any chance? Uh, uh, it, there it, was a discussion about it today with, and there was a court Case, yes, right? you're right. And uh, right. Judge McCluskey, a, a state Supreme Court justice, said no, the sale can go through. But uh, the city of Watertown just purchased a golf course for the for three point four million dollars. And again, you, that, that means nothing. But in, in as far as this is an ongoing issue with you know with, with particular developers, one owns a golf course. It's hard to explain. But this is certainly walking away from something that we've been discussing now for months. And just to let you know, our friend and former mayor Jeff Graham is uh, ill at the moment, but recovering. And we're hoping that he comes back as soon as possible just to let you know that but we want to take can you take phone calls i know you're always busy but let's do this let's do a a fast commercial break and uh we'll be back with the the congresswoman right after these messages please do not go away you've been hearing about very strange i was trying to send no, I don't know why is it controversial. Oh, oh yeah, no, it's very controversial. But I, let me. Because they don't want to get the city spent. Uh, well, people were, and again, we're talking with uh, Claudia Tenney here about uh, the latest controversy here in Watertown. Do I need and this? yeah, uh, no, yes, you will need that. And tell me if the, if you can hear anything. Can you hear anything? Turn it down. Turn it down. Too loud? Okay, good. Because I have a big mouth. That's my problem. Is it okay? Lower, 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 lower even more. Wow, those headsets. You know what? Those are Johnny Spisano's headsets. Is that good? Okay, it's good. It's loud, but I'll survive. Oh, no, no, no. I'll lower it again. How's that? One, two, three, four. There you go. Right. Is that good? Right. <laughs> there you go. I have good hearing, so. Yeah, well, I Even guess you for do. My age. I know. And you know what? Can I be transparent about your age? Because you don't look it. <laughs> it's not even close. My birthday's in February, so it's in February. So it's all on the internet. You can you can find it. I'll be sixty-two. Sixty-two years old. I just turned sixty uh, last month, well, so we're in this. We're in the, we're When's in this. your birthday? December twentieth. Oh. Yeah. And you have a son who's a Marine. Yeah, he's 31. 31 years. Where does he live? Uh, Washington? Virginia. Oh, Virginia, outside, not too far. He's a reservist now in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Proud of him, obviously, needless to say. Okay, so we're going to take phone calls, but i got to be real careful, because some people are going to ask you whether or not the Earth is flat and all that stuff. I don't care. So, Okay, good. Well, if that's the case, then that's more than likely the first phone caller. Hi, uh, you're on the uh, Live at Five show. Do you have a question for Congresswoman Tenney? I sure do. First of all, I think her getting elected... It's the best thing that's happened to upstate New York in forever. Uh, but my question is, if my memory serves me right in history class in high school, uh, wasn't the original intention of being an uh, elected official have a limit, on uh, a term limit for congressmen and or all elected officials? Hmm. And um, if so, what does she think of having term limits? 
Gotcha. Thank you for the question. Uh, well, what do you say to that? Well, thank you for the, the nice compliment. I appreciate it. Uh, there's never been term limits in our constitutional uh, framework, and there isn't one now. Uh, but the founders had a lot of discussions about this in their when they created the Constitution, and we were one of the original colonies, and New York State was one of the last to join on because we wanted to make sure we had a Bill of Rights in place to protect our sovereignty, to protect our rights against a federal government that would encroach on our rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Jefferson had you know, an ideal that you come off your farm or whatever your vocation is, and you go and you serve, and then you, you leave. You right. were, it wasn't intended to be forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't intended to be where it is now. So um, I do support term limits. I think that there's some term limits bills out there that I don't like the way they're, they're worded. I think that it should be you should serve the same amount of time in, sen- in the Senate as you do in the House. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm, but it's got to really? it's got to be passed by the House, the Senate and, you know, passed into law as a constitutional amendment. We could. But I've always supported the term limits legislation. And I, the reason I support it is although people say, well, you go to election every two years. But part of the problem is you have people like Nancy Pelosi who would never leave. People, you know, look at these 80 yeah. plus. The congresswoman from Houston. Look at, I mean, Biden's been around for 50 years. Right, I right. Mean, so they might move from one political job to the next. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I just think that I served. First of all, I came out of law school. I was a partner in my law firm. I mm-hmm. did all kinds of. You know, I worked out in the Utica area and then uh, ran our family business, which was a newspaper. So I was in the media business. Mm-hmm. We sold that in 2004. And I didn't even get into elected office until I was 50 years old. So wow. I'm, uh, you know, I'll be 62 next month. So I've been in, you know, I've been in it. That's like Abe Lincoln, wasn't he? Yeah. Like the 50 at that time? I know. I, I, heard I just, I, I mean, my feeling is I did a lot of things before I got into it. And I think it really is helpful. Like, I think it's nice when people are young and they're right. interested in politics. Right. But what have you done that you're going to, are you going to do? Life like, experiences. I've made a payroll. I've right. had to struggle and deal with, you know, uh, Clients and mm-hmm. then uh, customers and employees right. and dealing with regulations on the state, federal, local level, right. dealing with all these issues as a, as like a business Trump. owner, trying yeah. to struggle to make a living. Exactly. I think I brought a different perspective than sure. a lot of people would bring who don't have that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, people that serve in the military bring another you know element to Huge. to experience. So there's a, I, I'd like to see a lot. And in this year, uh, the new incoming Congress, especially in the Republican side. Mm-hmm. We have all kinds of. We have the l- largest number of women mm-hmm. uh, to serve on the Republican side. That's thanks to Elise Stefanik, right, right. who has been a, a leader in, yeah. in finding, recruiting, and getting women to run for office. Right, right. Uh, we have the largest number of minorities uh, on the Republican side serving. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of them are veterans. We have a really interesting group of people coming in from all different, like whether they're in the military, business owners. So mm-hmm. I think we've brought in a really amazing class for the 118th, and it's going to be even though we have a narrow majority. I do think that uh, that people should should really and you know, a lot of a lot of people will come to me and say, well, we don't want you to term limit yourself. Well, I served three terms in the um, state legislature, mm-hmm. and when I finally decided to run for Congress, so hmm. I, I just think it you know it, there's a point where you can gain a certain amount of understanding of the institution to sure. be able to be effective, mm-hmm. and then once you've done that and you've hit some you know some goals, you can leave. But one thing the caller I bet doesn't know or may not know. Mm-hmm is the Republican House is the only entity in the federal government that has term limits on leadership in the House. So you can only serve 
as a leader or a ranker if you're in the minority for six years. Interesting. And that's why you see so many young Republicans and why you see so many Republicans leave Congress, because once they've served as a leader mm-hmm. and, and a chairman or a ranker on a committee. That's only for the Republicans, though? The, we're the only ones that impose term limits on ourselves. Interesting. You will see what happens. They will step down and often don't even want to serve anymore because mm-hmm. they don't want to really be on the same committee. Right. They'll leave Congress and leave that to someone else, right. which is why you always see these new young people coming through in Congress. Right. We right. have a higher turnover rate. The Democrats have the same old same fossils old, yeah. over. I mean, Chuck Schumer. Oh, my goodness. You know, they, the same people. Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Who's Stanny the one from Moyer. Houston? Who's the one? Uh, Tucker just did an expose on her the other night. Sheila night. Jackson Lee. Sheila Jackson Lee. I mean, they'll, they're around for 20, Angry. 30, 40 years. And we have some of those that they finally leave. That, right. Uh, you know, to me, it's if you're not effective anymore, it's time to move on. No, no doubt. We have other callers All here. All right, great. Uh, you have a question for the Congresswoman. Yes, Congresswoman, thank you so much for coming into the studio this evening. You mentioned earlier about the missile defense system coming to Fort Drum, and I was wondering where that issue is now. Is it on the back burner? Is it on hold for funds, or uh, is it still uh, is it still going to happen? Do you know anything? Uh, can you give us any uh, late specifics on what's going on with the missile defense system? Great. Thank you very yeah. much. Good question. Real thank good you. Question. I think, and I'm not, this is something that would be right in uh, Congresswoman Stefanik's mm-hmm. wheelhouse, wheelhouse because she's yeah. on the uh, House Armed Services Committee. Mm-hmm. So I that is something that I think would be tremendous. You know, we had missiles and we had all this at Griffiths Air Force Base that was closed about mm. 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And now to bring this back into New York State and to Watertown area and to, and to add it to Fort Drum's already great assets would be tremendous mm-hmm. because we lost that because of a BRAC situation down in our area. And actually, our, our congressman at the time didn't really advocate to keep Griffiths Air Force Base open, which I think a lot of people don't realize. I never realized until I could become a member of Congress that he was the only one that didn't sign the letter in support of Griffiths Air Force wow. Base. Wow, interesting. So, you know, yeah. here we, he said, we'll be fine getting a casino. Well, yeah, you know, right, there's right. nothing like having a, a military installation. So mm-hmm. I think Elise is a really strong advocate. She's in leadership. I think now that we've taken over, mm-hmm. I think continuing to work with our uh, our leaders and others in, in the Senate, knowing how important and strategic Fort Drum is, mm-hmm. I think that we, make, we can make an excellent case, and I'm hoping that's something that we can well, they, make a reality. They approved it, essentially. I mean, right. I, you know, when they came up here with the BRAC people and whatnot, so you guys are in, and yet that's the, now we have this threat of, you know who, Mr. Putin, and it just seems like that's, you know, this whole, you know, nuclear clock and the awareness of, you know, stuff that, uh, you know, we were too young to realize, but early 60s, we were talking about the, uh, it's all coming back again, so why are they delaying this? It would be nice to it's know that we're protecting a, ourselves. It's, it's probably more of a um, you know an institutional issue with the change in the leadership in the house right. uh, a new term coming in mm-hmm. and some and, and I think that's where it probably is I hope so, so now you know you're gonna have it, things are going to be different as we are as we now are in the now that we have the Republicans now in charge. Now that we have the Republicans in charge. Awesome. Well, we hope so, because that would be a big boost for us, too, right. and would be better served. Uh, you're on the air. you have a question for Congresswoman uh, Claudia Tenney? Yes, hi. Uh, Congresswoman was uh, my uh, Congresswoman when I was down in Utica a couple hmm. years ago, and I was down there. She uh, got taken over by Brandeisi, which uh, uh, obviously they, she fought tooth and nail to get, but I, I still, I think he kind of, they just kept counting votes until they got enough for him. Right, right, I remember that. <laughs> Thanks to the Oswego judge. When I was there, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to be up here now that I moved up here. Good. So my question is, Congresswoman, is uh, I believe that you'd be on some motorcycle rallies uh, when you were down in the Utica area. You're going to be doing that up here? Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, yes, well, I drove, I actually rode my motorcycle up last summer to visit um, 
Mayor Graham up at That's the right. Pearl Street Pub. There's a picture of you somewhere around yeah, yeah, we, right. uh, we dro- rode around. We've done some rides up here. We usually do a ride somewhere up in the St. Lawrence uh, Seaway or mm-hmm. over in uh, sometimes up in Sandy Pond and other areas mm-hmm. uh, along Lake Ontario for our Harley owner rides. And You have a Harley. It's a great place, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah I, I really wish I could ride more. I just Last summer was just such a busy – I had so many counties. We did a ride. Uh, we did a couple of veterans rides. We did some things with Clear Path. We did a ride out in – uh, Rochester area, beautiful area to ride through all through the the, the, the Finger Lakes region, That's which is amazing. Yeah, this really whole nice. area is great motorcycle country. It's Lake. Don't, didn't yeah. you call it something the Lake District? Didn't you refer to well, it? Well, uh, they sort. called it the Lake. Somebody named it. Uh, a friend of mine in Buffalo named it the Lake Effect District. Yeah. Uh, my opponent actually called it the Lake District, but mm-hmm. we have the Finger Lakes and we have most of the the coastline of Lake Ontario, well, starting north of Clayton all the way to Lockport, except for that little bit of uh monroe and orleans county but yeah in between and yeah. of course you know buffalo and us i don't know if we just got biblical snowstorms yes. in, in november and december but we haven't had anything since it's really strange hi uh, you're on the air hey glenn i heard you mention to the congresswoman that someone might call in and say the earth is flat well, yeah and here he is <laughs> i'm that guy he's the guy but what Donnie. i want to talk about is the space force all right and nasa which is right uh, a military branch um, Good question. Maybe, well, basically, I want to give a statement. I think the congresswoman should investigate NASA and Space Force, and then she'll be able to see all the money they're stealing from the taxpayers because, congresswoman, there's a firmament above us, and above that is water, and above that is God's realm. All right, there is no infinite outer space. But that's it, Glenn. Thanks. Gracias. And of course, you know, he had the same question for uh, 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 Rudolph Giuliani when he was in here, and he answered the question. You mean uh, Andrew Giuliani? No, no, his father sat right here. He did his show for. He was uh, he was uh, campaigning, obviously, for Andy at the time. And uh, yeah, and so so what what say you? Uh, Do you believe the world is flat or not? I think I think that Columbus proved that already. Yeah, but, right, right. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it's just uh, a formality. I, I do think that we have to keep the space force. The reason yes. we're doing that is we have to keep up with the the Chinese. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party is very pervasive in space with satellite technology. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of satellites in space right now mm-hmm. uh, that are being. You know, there's there's Chinese uh, satellites that are aggressive that sure. are interfering and blocking some of our satellite signals there mm-hmm. uh, and, and we use them for all kinds of reasons whether it's uh, telecommunications whether it's for defense reasons sure. and they have these interesting like sort of aggressive drone like satellites that go around and they are actually attack satellites they go in and they disrupt our like Star Wars. frequencies and yeah. everything so that's a, a lot of the reason that space force was developed at first i thought it was kind of funny but i i, I realized that there is a whole lot going on in space and actually i was in uh, a Marshall Scholarship program recently uh, with a woman who is a new member of the Space Force. She's a nice. uh, graduate of the uh, U.S. Uh, Air Force Academy. They just so. c- celebrated uh, the anniversary of Sally Ride's first visit in space. I think it might have been 50 years ago or okay. maybe 40 years ago. Long time ago. Okay, Meg is saying that you got to go, but uh, can you take one more phone sure. call? Sure. Alright, let's see. We got one more phone call here. Hi, you have your last question, last caller for the Congresswoman. Do you have a question? Well, thank you for taking, taking my call and uh, thank you uh, Congresswoman um, Penny being here. Um, I, I witnessed the, I spent 48 hours on the, on the uh, tele, um, excuse me, watching television the night the Speaker uh, uh, McCarthy was uh, elected. Yeah. It was a bad day for our democracy, but it was a great day for our constitutional republic. And I wish that people would start calling it what it is. Uh, <laughs> democracy is. Uh, I know. We know. We well, no. Go ahead. Do you want me to comment or? Go go right. Yeah, comment. Go ahead. 
Thank you so much for saying that because we do not have a democracy by design. We have a dem democratic principles. We're elected in the House by democracy, but we have a constitutional republic that is supposed to be self-governing. Mm -hmm. And the reason we have it is so that we can have everyone represented across the country. That's why we have an electoral college. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Democrats talk about democracy all the time. That's why you'll hear me always say either self-governance or constitutional republic. I very rarely... I mean, democratic principles with a small d are important, mm. uh, but we have to understand that the reason we don't do that is our our founders were concerned about tyranny of the majority. Sure. These democracies had failed throughout the history of mankind, right. and the reason they didn't want a straight dem democracy is because of that, because mm -hmm. of tyranny of the majority. We celebrate and give rights to the minority, and that's why we have, that's why the rules, as he identified, the rules in the House allow minority members sure. to actually put amendments on the floor, something Republicans were denied the ability to do under Nancy Pelosi abuse of power, mm -hmm. something Republicans have been repeatedly denied in our state assembly that is run like an authoritarian regime by basically people who believe in authoritarianism and communism because the Republicans haven't had any significant legislation passed mm. on the floor of the state assembly since 1974 when the Democrats took over and were ruled with an iron fist by someone who was very similar to Nancy Pelosi, and that was Sheldon Silver, who was corrupt, right. as corrupt as Nancy Pelosi Big is. Time. So here we are. You know, I love that he says that we are not a straight democracy because it's important that people understand that. Very important. And by the way, do people know the Constitution and the law as well as you do in Congress? Because there's a lot of people. Yes, there are a lot of great people in Congress. There's, you don't hear about them all the time because they're not uh, out there trying to get media attention, but they're actually doing really good work. There are a lot of really good people who serve our nation. Honestly, trust me, there's some bad ones. Mm -hmm. They tend to get all the media. They, yeah, they tend to get the, And when they start saying that if we put too many tanks on the island of Guam, it might tip over, and that, that has a tendency. <laughs> <laughs> and then recently we had Chelsea Handler, not a politician, but certainly on the left, uh, admit that when she was 40 years old, she's 47 now, that she thought the sun and the moon were the same. She thought it was the same entity. In other words, the, when the sun went down, it came back as the moon. This is the same person who's told 50 Cent, her ex-boyfriend, don't pl pledge any allegiance to the uh, ex-president or to the president at the time, Donald Trump. This is, this is Hollywood running, running the people's minds these days. So ignorance is bliss in America, Claudia, in my opinion, at yeah. least. Yeah, well, it's not bliss because look, what's, we're, we're a very real risk of losing our country and losing, as this caller recalls, our self-governance. And once we lose self-governance, the government takes over, they run everything for us, and we look like communist China where they tell us what to do. They, they board us up and, you know, use a nail gun to lock us into our homes. Right, and, and, which uh, is so what people have experienced there. And if you don't fit a certain standard, you're told to wear a certain kind of clothes based on your standard. Mm -hmm. If you don't meet that standard, you know, you're put in a gulag or a work camp somewhere. Right. I lived in a communist country. It wasn't like Chinese China. Chinese. Mm -hmm communist China. Right. You talk so fast, you got me <laughs> talking fast. Right. But I will say, I lived in Yugoslavia, and if you disagreed with Tito, who was described by many Democrats as a benevolent you know, dictator. Yeah, right, exactly. like, if you disagree with Tito, you were out in a barren island. He was a horrible sea. person. One of the few uh, dictators that actually died of natural causes. And uh, the other one was um, Stalin. Stalin mm -hmm. actually died of natural causes. Uh, well, anyway, I know you got to go. Where are you going yeah. right now? Just curious. This, are you going home? or uh, you go, you uh, I think we have a meeting at like uh, 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. you got to get out of here. Okay, listen. Right. Congresswoman Claudia yeah. Tenney, thank you very much. i got to shake your hand. I have been vaccinated. I'm fine. That's all right. And, and, and so I'm gonna, uh, go ahead. Not that it helps. <laughs> I, I, exactly. It doesn't help at all. Uh, and there's so many other things we're going to talk about. So next time you guys are in town, please, 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 or a phone call so we could talk to you as well. Thanks I'm so I'm going to get into a commercial break, and we'll be back right after these messages. Don't go away. You've been hearing about Harris's contracting, and always call you back. All right. Welcome back to the show. And uh, we're just going to go right to the phones because uh, the congresswoman has left. She's going to a meeting somewhere out uh, here in Watertown. So she's not too far away. I thought she had to go back down into another part of her district. 
which, as we mentioned, could be like three hours from here. So anyway, let's go to the phones and see who's there. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, what's going on, Glenn? What's going on? Tim the Enchanter, otherwise known as the blind guy. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get back to this golf gate or what? Uh, yes. What What say you about what? What you know? I gotta admit, not, and I'm sure you would admit the same thing, Tim. The young lady that called up Jeff Smith's show today made a valid point. We've gone all over this ad nauseum. It's not going away. I don't. You know, I don't expect it to. But Tim, yeah, well, what more can we add to this discussion? What I more mean, can we the, add to this? The deal is done. Glenn, yeah. So. Right. And, and you know, we say well, that. I, know, I wait. Wait. I, wait. I hold up. No. 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 That. Tim, Tim give me a second. I don't want to talk about that. I got some, another question. Okay, good, good. Go ahead. All right. So uh, you, you might know this question, and maybe some of your listeners. Uh, but you know I'm blind, right? Yes. So, uh, I've been on this mission. I, I, I like to uh, do yo- uh, a little karaoke. Do you know if um, hmm. I'm trying to figure out what, what the best uh, laptop is and uh, a terabyte and all this sure. stuff? Uh, I don't know if it's Apple product or whatever to uh, for voice commands. Yeah. So uh, um, I wonder if that's a possibility for me right. to be able to somehow do karaoke. If you know the answer to that, or one of your listeners, maybe uh, sure. give me some direction on. I can give you an you answer know. right now. I can give you an answer right now. Let me just explain because I, uh, I, even though I have a droid, even though every time I come into this building, I'm working on a PC that was created by you know Bill Gates and his people. I swear to you, the greatest computer you can buy in the world is a Macintosh computer, a MacBook, ProBook, whichever. And let me explain. I've had one since two, I've had, uh, on and off, I've had desktop, but my first laptop from Mac was, bought, I purchased it in 2015, and I beat the crap out of it. I've done so much video on that. I haven't had one, now I bet you it will die tonight. I've had it now for eight years, and not one issue. And they claim that the average laptop doesn't last more than three to four years. I've had it for eight years. I haven't had one issue. So if you're going to go anywhere, you've got to go with a Mac. And as far as, you know, the stuff that you need in order so you can monitor things and, and, you know, and sing along, then, you know, that would be just an additional app. But if you want the actual hardware that's going to work, I sound like Kim Commando here all of a sudden. If you want the actual hardware to last, you're going to spend another $800, Tim, but it's the best $800 difference in a laptop you'll ever spend in your life. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, my right. friend. Thank you. And, that's, and what I was going to tell Tim, and I'm glad he moved on, is like, what can we say that has not been said? And, you know, the one thing that extended this discussion, obviously, was the, uh, the, you know, the lawsuit by Ms. Blevins. And uh, now that's been resolved. And, 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 you know, it's amazing because during the commercial break, I was speaking to the congresswoman. I'm trying to, trying to explain to her. I said, well, what's this thing about the golf course? Well, you know, you got one guy who has a golf course, then you have another one. And they didn't get along at one point. But next thing you know, they say, hey, let's do this. And then before you know it, the commercial break was up and I couldn't talk about it. It's very difficult to explain. It's one of those things, like if you explain what we just went through for the last three, four months, and some would obviously take it back to August, but a lot of us were asleep at the wheel, quite frankly. Um, but, you know, in the last two months, clearly, it's really difficult to explain all that. And when you do, it's like, well, wait a minute, why is someone else involved who's got a golf course, whichever? I said, like, you know what? It's done. We have a golf course. A lot of people unhappy with that. A lot of people unhappy just me telling them that and thinking that I'm siding with that. I, I, I just, all I wanted this, to, to me, someone accused me today saying, oh, you're so much on the other side of the decision. It's ridiculous. I said, no, I'm not. I, I, I just hear the people. I'm doing a radio show every day. And I go online and I see comments on News Junkie and whatnot. Who wouldn't explain it any, you know, who, who wouldn't, like, explain this, like, to the point where we realize 
that the public doesn't like this purchase. It's as simple as that. And so I just, you know, as a so-called news uh, talk show host here, I had to address that. And, and, and the whole big question I have, and like many people did, uh, is that uh, there was no appraisal. But now it's done. It's a done deal. Uh, the, the segments I played yesterday from uh, Tuesday night's meeting uh, were amazing. And uh, thanks, of course, to News uh, Check That for News Junkie for putting it up there and for Steve Weed for, for doing it to begin with and then pointing out the, the, the different portions of the, uh, the one-hour and 40-minute uh, session uh, that would be you know, certainly relevant to this show because it really, really added to the show yesterday. Uh, and some people, oh, you didn't get, uh, Jeff, uh, check that. You didn't get Cliff Only's response. I said, well, we, I did at 5 o'clock. And, yes, there's so much time in any given day. But nonetheless, uh, that meeting on Tuesday night, one hour and 41 minutes total. It's a long ways to go through. There's a lot of stuff there. So, anyway, that's, that's that. Uh, we got one minute left here. If anyone wants to chime in and wish someone a happy birthday or tell them what's going on in your neck of the woods, by all means, do so. 755-1240. And that will wrap things up. It's so fat when things, when you have anticipation of someone like a congresswoman coming to your studio, you know, you get nervous, a little sweaty. Sorry, got to admit that. And then time flies by so fast. But uh, needless to say, and I'm not just saying this because the congresswoman was gracious enough to, sh- to come up here with her open house at her new office at the state office building, but also to come in here in a busy schedule to talk to me. Uh, but she is exceptionally smart. And when you, when you see the, the other people that have been making headlines uh, out of Congress lately, uh, it's far from that. And, and I was also going to mention that crazy bastard down there in New Mexico, who's, who apparently was mixed up with the mob before he ran for Congress. Now, the Yent is over there at the viewer saying, that's the face of the Republican Party. They're all crazy. And they do the same thing with Marjorie Greene, needless to say, with the Trump family. So once again, thank you very much, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Uh, and I've met Meg, her assistant. And of course, Spencer was here. And uh, we're looking forward to having a consistent uh, you know, uh, uh, communication uh, channel uh, here with our radio stations, our shows, uh, so we could talk to the Congresswoman in the future. Right now, we got to sign off because up next is CBS News, AM 1240, WA10 Watertown makes us legal, and we'll see you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance.